It's the show where the topics are topical, but not typical. This is Atypically Topical with Mindy and Josh. Yes, welcome back everyone to Atypically Topical. Mindy, I know you're waiting to interrupt me. My name is Josh and... I'm Mindy. Mindy's here, thank you. I saw your face. Um, Welcome. I wasn't, was I making a malicious face yes, or something? Of. Yeah, like I, I get to see it in your eyes when you have some, you're up to something. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways. Um, well, bef- before we start, I want to apologize if I'm like sniffly or I sound weird oh. or I cough. <laughs> I have um, uh, allergies right now because there's a lot of pollen in the air. And yeah. So it's. Yeah, it's been going around. Yeah. So it's, so I apologize. I have to cough or anything or mm-hmm. like, like. <laughs> Andrew, edit every sniff and cough out. Yes, please. Don't. <laughs> Listen don't. to every <laughs> second of this. Don't make it, <laughs> oh, edit suffer. that one out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's all right. You don't, you don't sound too different. It's just that you just have the sniffles. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Um, so we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving this week because yeah. this will be coming out on Thanksgiving Day, I believe. Or if Andrew's delayed, maybe a little after, but it'll be close to Thanksgiving. Close enough. Yeah, around then. So, um, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. And, um, Mindy, I wanted to ask you okay. what you're thankful for. And I'm pretty sure one of the answers is the new Pokemon game that just came out. Oh, yeah. I'm very thankful for that <laughs> game. Yeah. She, um, she just got it yesterday uh, from Amazon. So, been playing that a bunch. Mm-hmm. Seems pretty cool. Yeah. I like how you can have two players now. Like, because it, it's like modeled after the first original couple of games right yeah it's very nostalgic yeah and then you can have someone join it and like i I can write a fucking arcanine (laughs) it's so badass and uh yeah that's cool so um but besides that i guess i'm thankful for the opportunities that i've had Mm -hmm. like in general career yeah yeah just to be able to go to college Get my master's, yeah, like oh, for sure. pursue a degree, a degree and a job that I really like. Mm-hmm. N- not a lot of people get that. Oh so. yeah, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of what mine is too, because I haven't really been doing a lot of things that I like, like for my careers. But mm-hmm. this past year and even more recently, I've been doing more stuff related to like sports and like writing for the the Seventy Sixers and um trying to do this thing where I, I I track live stats at like basketball games and stuff that mm-hmm. I'm working on. So it's it's pretty exciting. It's yeah. something that it's not just like boring office work or something. Um, yeah. like I've had. That's always that's what I've always wanted you to do. I think it just you needed some time to Yeah, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know really, but I, I feel like that's a good path to go on cuz you know, I've been a big basketball buff for years. And sports in general, but mostly basketball. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that keeps progressing and I will uh, be busier with that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's a good path. At least at least you're, like, going in the right direction. Yeah. That you should be going on. For sure. All right. Well, enough of that stuff. Let's get into um, your story about Thanksgiving um, from the past. Mm-hmm. feel like it might have something to do with the true meaning of Thanksgiving instead of what people always think about programs. I was going to go do that route, mm-hmm. but it got kind of depressing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so you went somewhere else? 
Well, yeah, because I right. I listen to a podcast called um, Historical Figures, and they just talk about like a famous person throughout history and go over their background and stuff. Okay. Um, and so last week they did Sacagawea, which I learned is pronounced Sacagawea by most people. Yeah, that's how I would say it. Sacagawea. Really? Mm-hmm. I learned Sacagawea. It's not that far off. Whatever. And so <laughs> it was a really interesting story. So I'm gonna do a shorter version of what they said okay um because i felt like we fucked up fucked over the native americans <laughs> so much throughout history and speaking of like thanksgiving and like we don't know what really happened there's a lot of a lot of articles and stories that i read throughout my research saying that like native americans weren't even at thanksgiving oh yeah so <laughs> like the very first one or something so yeah i, I want to talk about something positive Okay. That the Native Americans did, or at least one person, anyways, that affected American history. Okay, cool. And she's really badass. So I'll get into it. So you. Sacagawea. Sacagawea. Okay, so she was born in 1778 in the Shoshone oh. tribe in the Rocky, Mont- Rocky Mountains in modern day Idaho. So during this time, America had just gained its independence, yeah. and Native American tribes. Um, that had been there for thousands of years were fighting for uh, with the European settlers who wanted to claim their land because, you know, mm-hmm. Europeans, they just want to settle everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're white. So, yeah, like no matter how long you've been there, they're like, this is yeah. mine now. I guess. Yeah, I'm here. Here's some smallpox. Yeah. Uh, so in her tribe, um, although the women um, in her tribe weren't allowed to hunt, they were respected and were able to contest and arrange marriage and get divorced. Which I added that little tidbit because I was like, it's really progressive, progressive <laughs> yeah. of them, I guess, to do that. Yeah. Um, and so in 1800, a group from the uh, Hiritsa tribe went to Sacagawea's camp and she was captured and enslaved at the age of 12. Which I feel like is kind of like a trend that happens whenever I tell these <laughs> stories. Like a lot of them may get kidnapped and get married or whatever else. Or even earlier when they're babies and they're in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> That's a theme. <laughs> uh, I, need to, I need to worry about that, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, but, okay, so three years later, she was sold as a wife to a Canadian fur trapper who, um, who was 40 years old, and he had another wife named Otter Woman, who was Wait. about... Otto Woman? No, Otter Woman. That's not better. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Otter Woman. Yeah, like... Uh, Female otter. Wait, but that's this is like a Native American. Yeah, name? yeah, she's okay. a, she's another Native American. It's like Running girl. Bull, but it's Otter Woman. Yeah, she okay, was about the better. same age as Sacagawea was. Okay, and, and now so, it all okay. I'm, so, now I'm on board. Let's go. Yeah, so um, his name is Charbonneau, but he's such a dick that like throughout <laughs> what I wrote, I just said Dick Husband. <laughs> <laughs> so just gonna call him Dick Husband. Yeah, this whole time, but his name is Charbonneau, but no, he's a dick, so no one okay. care about that. Okay. Isn't Sabaro the pizza you get at the mall? Is it? <laughs> oh, it's Sabaro. Sabaro. <laughs> yeah. That's a well. I used to get it at the airport. Oh, okay. You've never gotten it at a mall? The um, big ass slice. I might have. Those were so good. Yeah. Yeah, but now thinking back, now that we're like advanced in our pizza consuming, it's probably not so great. Eh. I still would. Get One day it. we'll try it again. <laughs> yeah. Um. So where was I? Okay. Okay. So I uh, then <laughs> I said Otter Woman 
who was about Sakachuya's age, next sentence, he was a dick. <laughs> he had been stabbed years earlier after raping a native girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. So during this time, President Thomas Jefferson doubled the U.S.'s size by making the Louisiana Purchase. Mm-hmm. He made it from, um, he purchased that land from Napoleon Bonaparte because he needed to, like, conquer some shit and you need money. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, okay, here you go. Just take it. Yeah. So the U.S. paid just $11 million or three cents per acre for this land, which is, like, super cheap. Bargain. Yeah. And so no one really knew what lay beyond the Mississippi River. So in 1803, Mary Leather Lewis, Thomas Jefferson's private secretary, who had no experience as an explorer, and he was 23, he hired him. And Mary Leather Lewis, uh, Lewis, he had a friend in William Clark, who also had no experience <laughs> as an explorer, were commissioned to explore the land west of the Mississippi River. So it's already a good plan. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. Two unexperienced people to explore completely new. Well, I mean, I guess William Clark, he was 30, like in his mid 30s, and he was like, had some military training. But I okay. mean, Lewis had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> Um, and so the, the group they formed to do this expedition was called the Corps of Discovery, which is a pretty badass name. Yeah. That's, Pretty good. That sounds like an Xbox game. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a cool name. And so it consisted of thirty-five healthy single military men, and they chose that because they didn't want like any wives or children to be left without their husbands or fathers. That's awful, I guess. So yeah, that's <laughs> cool of them. So and they also had two civilians with them: York, who was Lewis's slave. And uh, George Grewer, who was their interpreter, uh, who spoke, like, the native language yeah. and stuff. So, um, oh, he spoke Shawnee. Um, so as they moved west, it became harder for him to translate the other Native American languages um, they would come across because, you know, as Native American tribes yeah, you know, are very... Yeah, they all have their own dialect and languages, so it's... <laughs> it, He's like going west. He's like, did you say auto woman? (laughs) (laughs) Otter woman. Um, So like as they kept going, they were like, we need someone else that maybe knows these languages more than Mm -hmm. this guy does. And so they left. They left. Recruiting people on the way or something. Just just wait. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So the expedition left on May 14th, 1804. Um. And it was easy at at first, um, but a year and a half in their journey, they made it to where Sacagawea was. Um, they met Sacagawea. No, Sacagawea. <laughs> sick. I was going to see if you were yeah. going to correct yourself. They met Sacagawea's sick husband <laughs> and found out that Sacagawea and Otter Woman were able to speak more of the native languages there. Mm. So Lewis and Clark offered the dick husband a good amount of money and land for his service uh, and the services of his wives. And of course, he accepted. Wait, for him and her to go with them? Yeah. Okay. I was hoping they would just pay him off and let him go away. No, you wish they would. I <laughs> know, I was hoping. But you're like, okay, so <clears throat> Sakajuea was several, several months pregnant at this point at the age of only 16. Okay. So, for unknown reasons, Otter Woman didn't join the group, and she disappears from the historical record, so we just never know what happens to her at mm-hmm. all. Um, but, 
During the journey, Sacagawea is rarely mentioned in journals of the members of the group, but when she is, they express how invaluable she was to the, to the success of the group. Yeah. So, just, I guess, a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, in 1805, while, the, while on the expedition, she gave birth to a boy, John Baptiste, or Pump, um, which is the nickname they gave him because Pompous is the name for baby in whatever native language oh, okay. it is. And so, since there was no one around at the time, uh, Clark helped her um, give birth, which is, I mean, cool of him, I yeah. guess. No choice, I guess, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, a thousand miles into their journey, they came um, to their first major setback. The canoes, so the, in canoes, they were riding the rivers and stuff. Mm-hmm. They encountered the back of, like, where the, the back group where the canoes were going. They encountered a grizzly bear who, upon being shot, chased and terrorized the explorers until he was shot down. Oh. Yeah. So, meanwhile, at the head of the expedition, a storm whipped up and set the boats caravaning, and the dick husband panicked and mishandled one of the boat sails and made the boat tip over and Way fill up go, with water. Dick yeah. Dumping most of the cargo. So, like, these people, like, had carried, like, so much stuff for them mm-hmm. to, to survive. And this dick lost most of it yeah. during the storm. Leave it to Dick Husband. Mm-hmm. But luckily... Probably applying oil to himself <laughs> or something. Luckily, Sacagawea was able to save most of the papers and lighter supplies before they were tipped over. While keeping his, her baby, Jump Baptiste, out of the water. <laughs> How did she do that? I have no idea. Just like a joy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Lewis wrote later, quote, The young woman displayed equal fortitude and resolution with any person on board. <laughs> so. Yeah, she's a badass. She's a badass. Um, as the group kept heading west, Sacagawea started recognizing landmarks from her childhood, indicating they were heading towards to where the Shonies were, which was the original tribe yeah. she was from. So, in August 13th, 1805, Louise came across two Native women and a child who took them to her chief. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I forget how you say his name. Kamea, uh, it was Kamehawake. Kamehawake. So, like, these people took them to, to their chief, Kamehawake. Kamehawake, yeah. okay. Okay. And then, so Kamehawake was like, let's smoke a pipe together. And so they smoked a pipe together, whatever. Um, and Kamehameha agreed to take Louis back to the um, the way he came to reunite with the others uh, to see if they could trade supplies or mm-hmm. whatever else. Um, but when they arrived, um, Louis called Sacagawea to translate for them. And she was surprised to see Kamehameha because he was her older brother. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. What are the odds? Yeah, for real. <laughs> and so Louis wrote, quote, Sacagawea instantly jumped and ran to embrace him, throwing him a blanket and weeping profusely. Hmm. So she's very happy to see yeah. him. But it's crazy, though, because, yeah. like, what are the odds? Yeah, for real. Um, they caught up to each other, uh, but unfortunately, she found out that most of her family had died except for two brothers, a few cousins, and a nephew. So, oh. like, her father and mom had died already. Because she had been away from them for like five years already because yeah. of the dick husband. So, um, so <laughs> this, this, I this tidbit I needed to add because it's so funny. So, between these two, like the, um, the, uh, explorers and then the Shawnee, whatever, they had made trades because, like, 
the explorers needed horses and then the Shawnee wanted like ammo and guns and stuff like that. Mm. And so trade negotiations between the Shawnee and the explorers were really complicated. So here how this is how it went. So Sacagawea would translate her brother's Shawnee to Hidatsa that her dick husband knew and then he would translate it to French and then they had this French Canadian private there <laughs> and he translated the French to English and he would tell that to Lewis and Clark. And so I feel like it wouldn't be the same message by the time it got it's like the game of telephone, you know? Yeah. Exactly. But the but then that's that's how they did their trading until so so it was like, okay, we'll trade them two horses for like one gun. And then it's okay, he said trade two horses for one gun. And then by the time it gets to the end, it's, <laughs> it's like, like he said one haystack for a horseshoe. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, I'm okay. Um, but, you know, it, it was a really long process, obviously, because of this language barrier, several language barriers. Yeah. But, um, be it, but because Kamehameha was really grateful for them to, for them to bring back his sister, mm-hmm. you know, he continued and, you know, gave them a bunch of horses and stuff, so. Yeah. Um, so, where was I? Okay. So, as much as Sagajawea wanted to stay with the tribe and her brother, she was legally obligated to stay with the dick husband. Mm. So. Unfortunate. Uh-huh. So, they continued on their trip with the addition of a new guide provided by Kamehameha called Old Tony. Old Tony? Yeah. That's his it's name. an Italian dude? I, I just, this is like a really interesting, funny okay. detail I just added because it's like, who the hell is named okay. Old Tony? Yeah. Um, so during the last leg of the journey, journey, they heavily relied on Sacagawea's foraging skills to keep them alive. It was told that they were so desperate for, for food that they had to eat their own horses and eat candles. Um, it has been agreed upon by many historians that if they didn't have Sacagawea, they most likely wouldn't have survived this leg of the journey. Oh, for sure. And she was only 17. Yeah. What? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. She became pregnant at 16. Yeah. And at this point, yeah. she was already 17. She was like a Mexican. Yeah. She's super young <laughs> and like she's super badass. Mm-hmm. Okay. So on November 18th, 1805, they finally reached the Pacific Ocean near Portland, Oregon. They set up a fort there and stayed during the winter gathering supplies for the trip back to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, in March of the next year, they headed back in the same route they came. When they arrived at the place where they first met Sacagawea and the dick husband, they parted ways with the group who kept heading east and to meet with President Jefferson to tell him what they had discovered. The, disc, the dick husband was paid $500 and was given 320 acres of land for his services Sacagawea got shit. Really? Yeah. She, she didn't get anything. But Lewis, years later, wrote to the dick husband, writing, quote, Sagajuea, who accompanied you on that years, that long years later. No, that, I'm sorry. Mindy's having a stroke, everybody. Hold yeah, on. I'm sorry. Okay. Quote, Sacagawea, who accompanied you on that long and dangerous and fatiguing route to the Pacific Ocean and back, deserved a greater reward for her attention than we had in our power to give. So, at least he recognizes. (laughs) At least. Yeah. But what is that going to buy you? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, 
Clark, when they got, um, when they returned back, he offered to take John Baptiste to a more civilized East and, you know, educate him or whatever else. Yeah. But um, Takajuea was like, he's too young. Like, he's like one. Mm-hmm. So I want to keep him with me. So they didn't do that. Um, but when John Baptiste was five, the dick husband sent him with Clark and he enrolled him in a private Catholic boarding school. Um, and then. At this time, Sacagawea became pregnant again and had a daughter called Lizette. After she was born, Sacagawea became gravely ill, and at the age of 25, she died from her illness Damn, on, December, on December 20th, 1812. That sucks. Yeah. Um, the next year, Lizette and John Baptiste were both legally adopted by Clark, which is cool of him, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so... Uh, a lot is not known about Lizette after this, but it's believed she didn't survive childhood, which is sad. Yeah. But John Baptiste became a trapper, hunter, a gold miner, and he served as a scout in the Mexican American War. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's cool. So that's the uh, life of Sacagawea. And I mean, and then she didn't really become a known figure until like the suffrage movement and yeah. when we're like look at this badass woman look yeah. what she did we should deserve the right and to they vote put her on a coin and all that stuff yeah <laughs> she deserves to be on a coin oh yeah like if it wasn't for her like how we've known like she's like people wouldn't have done like westward expansion and done the whole like not gold. properly at least yeah they might have accidentally negotiated for uh something they weren't trying to get yeah, and she was also, like, really a peacemaker because there are a lot of, like, Native Americans that, you know, they just saw the white people that are like, who the fuck are you? And, yeah. like, shoot them or whatever. But she was kind of like, I no, 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 no. These white people are cool, okay? Yeah. And, you know, calm things down for them. So. Nice. Yeah. So Very that's cool. Yeah, she's, she's an American hero, oh, yeah. in my opinion. For sure. For sure. Let's do a... Uh... Let's do an early clink for Sacagawea. Sacagawea. Bam. Sorry about killing 90% of the Native Americans because of <laughs> disease and conflict and all that. <laughs> Still got to take a sip. The worst genocide probably in history, but whatever. All right, there you go. <laughs> at least we had Sacagawea. Yeah, at least. At least he went positive on this one instead of <laughs> all the terrible things Columbus did. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a, that's another episode for another yeah. day. <laughs> we'll wait till Columbus Day for that. <laughs> um, all right, very cool. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, there really is no segue to this. <laughs> so let's just get into it. Questioning Florida, everyone. So, headline. I'm just going to get right to it, and I want you to guess what happened here. Okay. This is from 2014. Urination incident at Thanksgiving gathering leads to arrest. Did someone pee on the turkey? <laughs> That's a good guess, but no. In the gravy? No. <laughs> Nothing about the food. All right. So here we go. Portage, Florida. A man who urinated on the living room floor during the Thanksgiving gathering of his girlfriend's family was arrested after he continued to make a disturbance outside the house, police said. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe that's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> right, you think? Especially if it's like one of the first times they've, or maybe their first Thanksgiving together. Mm-hmm. So, Willie B. Norfolk Jr. of St. Petersburg, 41 years old, was discovered Thursday at 
12.43 a.m. by police lying down in the 2300 block of Neptune Street. <laughs> an officer detected an odor of an alcoholic beverage on his breath after arriving on the scene. I'm sh- Did he smell the pee, too? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Um, Norfolk began shouting and told the officer he was kicked out of the nearby home of his girlfriend's brother-in-law. According to police, the brother-in-law said Norfolk was escorted out of the home after urinating on the living room floor. <laughs> the brother-in-law gave... He even Okay, so he gave Norfolk $40 for a hotel room, and the officer offered to drive him there, but Norfolk became agitated. Mm. So, plenty of chances to not screw Just this up. Just sleep it off. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is one of those guys, I think, where no matter what you do, they just, like, they got to have last word, or they just got to, like... It's like, listen, I'm not drunk. You're yeah. drunk. drunk. I'm fine. Yeah. And then he just, like, swips it up and pees on the floor. He's like, I thought the floor was the toilet. <laughs> and it's just, you know, you gotta go, you gotta go, you know? Yeah. I like his voice. <laughs> <laughs> After continually shouting obscenities, Norfolk was taken into custody and was taken to Porter County Jail, where he was charged with resisting law enforcement, disorderly conduct. So this and... is a bad idea your part. I'm gonna pee in the jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just is full of pee. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's not... Not really a great impression to make on your. I mean, the peeing thing was one thing, but then going to jail and it makes it worse, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they even offered to to drive him to the room. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure the cops would have let it go. Like, hey, we'll take you to the room, just sleep it off, and we don't have to worry about you anymore. But no, no, just had to go with it. It's more than just a like a floor cleaning bill he has to deal with. Mm -hmm. He, He has to. Face all these charges now. Especially if it's carpet. Oh, man, that's got to suck. Yeah, if it's carpet, that would suck. Hopefully it's not, but um, I don't know. So, yeah, that is the uh, urination incident at Thanksgiving mm. gathering. Nice. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, let's move on to we're going to play Spot the Fact this week. So Spot let's get fact. into Spot the Fact. Having kind of having some issues finding a uh, a good top like Thanksgiving topic, but I did find something. It's pretty simple, so let's see. Okay. If I can get you on this one. So you're familiar with the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Yeah. Right. So, I rarely watch it, but I know. Yeah, you you know of it, and yeah, I, I think I've watched a few, but I mean, I'm yeah. more interested in the football than yeah, anything. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen some bits and pieces of them, but. It's cool. It's and, a cool tradition, I think. Yeah, and there was that one movie, I forget what it was called, but it was like they're trying to steal um a safe from this um building that the Macy's parade was going through. And it had like a Wait, what are you talking about? Uh, it was a movie. A movie? Um It was it had um it had uh what's his name? Donkey from Shrek. Um Oh um Ed, uh, Eddie his? Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Wait, are you thinking of Jingle All the Way? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's. Not, I know he's not in Jingle All the Way, but I. I just remembered there was like. I think there was a parade scene in Jingle All the Way. I'm sure there is. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> it's like a super old. Okay, um, well, just tell me, and I'll look it up. Tell you what? Oh, the, the questions. Yeah. Well, okay. So hold on. 
You're saying there was a chase scene going on in Macy's and during a Macy's? Yeah, they're trying to do the heist during the Macy's Day Parade. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I have like a computer right here. Let's see who can find it first. Yeah, here, Just... having a little challenge. Even though, like, I'm typing on a computer and you have a phone. Mm. Heist during Macy's Tower Heist? <laughs> Tower Heist, yeah, that was it. Was it it? Yeah. There's a bunch of people of in that freaking movie. There's a bunch of people in that. Did you watch it or you just know about it? No, I watched it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it had Ben Stiller too, Casey Affleck. <laughs> Affleck. Affleck, whatever. That's the past tense of Casey. Matthew oh, yeah, Patrick. Eddie Murphy, Ben Stiller, Casey Affleck. Um, and Precious. Mm-hmm. Michael Pena and uh, Tracy Morgan. I've never heard of this. Is it good? Um, I remember it being good. It's all right. Yeah. According to IMDb, it's well. IMDb has the dumbest ratings. They're always like seven, no matter what. Yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> sorry. Clearly, you're familiar with that. So yes. Okay. But here's the question. Okay. Which of these three? It's not a float. Is or... the oldest float at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Okay, it's the oldest one. Mm-hmm. You think you have any ideas so far? Yeah, I think I do. Let, let's see what you think before I even give. No, the... you say them first. No, I want to. I'm going to say them in the same order. I just want to see if you're if you knew it before. You could get even bonus points. I was going to say maybe the Snoopy one. The Snoopy one. Okay, so this is the order I had them in. Let's see. Number one, Snoopy. Number two, Mickey Mouse. Number three, Betty Boop. Mm-hmm. Now you say Betty Boop. I'm going to say that. Betty Boop is the oldest? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start with the first one that's not the oldest, and that's Mickey Mouse. Yeah. That one, uh, I think they said night. Um, I never remember seeing Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Uh, no, it's been there for a while, but not as old as um, Snoopy, which is the oldest. Dang it! <laughs> Dang! You would have been so good if you just kept with your guns. <laughs> when you said Snoopy, my my heart just sank. <laughs> I was like, "Damn it!" No, cause cause I feel I, I don't know why I felt Betty Boop was older. Yeah, see, I got you that time because Mickey Mouse was on the list of like you know floats that have been there for a long time, mm-hmm. or have had the most appearances. But um, Betty Boop, I just came out of nowhere. I just thought of it. I didn't even. I just like. Take was it. thinking of a random character that sounded believable. I think I second guessed myself. Mm-hmm. You did, but it's okay. I I think. Uh, Does it, it give me half a point for getting <laughs> it first? No, uh, it wasn't really. Uh, what, the, okay, but who thinks I deserve half a point for that? <laughs> we don't ever hear from our listeners at all. So <laughs> good luck, Reagan. Well, <laughs> <laughs> somebody comment. I don't think she listens to everyone either. Anyways. I'll text her. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So, yeah, Snoopy debuted in the 1968 parade and, the, and had a grand total of uh, seven balloons. The beloved character has made 39 appearances on and off through 2015, but in 2016 was replaced by Charlie Brown. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Snoopy's way better Snoopy's than Charlie better. Brown. I don't, I don't know if it's still like that because this was 2016 was the last time it... It said that, but um, yeah. So the correct answer is actually Snoopy. And I remember what like seeing pictures of Snoopy Brown and like black and white. <laughs> of what? Snoopy. He said Snoopy Brown. My bad. I meant Snoopy. 
That's like if they had a child, it'd be all kinds of wrong. Yeah, that wouldn't be good at all. <laughs> okay, so, all right, yes, another point for me. I'm thankful for that as well. Should have gone with your gut. Um, I never do, especially with the test <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. I always second-guess myself. Yeah. The fact that you said it before, I was like, oh, I'm so doomed. But I got you. All right. Let's move on. Okay. We'll end with this story. I found a list on Mm Ranker.com, and they compiled a list of terrifying Thanksgiving Day crimes. Mm. I don't really know if these are all that terrifying, but they just like to kind of exaggerate. But we'll start with the local one. Um, we were in San Antonio, as some of you know, and this was from 2015. Um, the San Antonio Express News report, uh, reported that a 15-year-old boy who was arrested uh, for shoplifting and charged with a Class B misdemeanor was attempting to smuggle Thanksgivery... Uh, Thanksgivery? So, Thanksgivery See, it's not just me, it's you yeah, too. Yeah, damn it. Uh, Andrew edited all that out and make me sound sad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Thanksgiving dinner items out of the store by disguising the high-priced turkeys, sides, and sodas with cheaper items like toilet paper. So basically, he was, like, lining the cart with, like, toilet paper and, and um, uh, what else was it? I think it's later in the story, but anyways, he was just kind of, like, lining the outside of it, somehow trying to hide whole it's, turkeys. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not really smart on his part. Yeah, um, so he he filled the shopping cart with four smoked turkeys, sodas, and other fixings. Fixings? I thought it was fix-ins. It's like a southern thing. Uh, I mean, I guess fixings is how you should normally say it, but in the south they say fixings. Anyways, they were worth about $200. So, oh, here it goes. So he had lined the outer rim of the cart with soda and toilet paper to conceal the high-dollar turkeys. Um, Did he just put like all the labels at the top and like, okay, your skin? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because if you have like big items like the big toilet papers, maybe they just scan it and just move on. But, you know, HEB staff are used to that probably. They knew people trying to do that crap. So Mm -hmm. they caught it. And um, when the authorities confronted him, he initially said that his mom was with him and she already paid for it. But after some questioning, he's like, okay, yeah, I just made it all up. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. There was some, a little bit at the end of this article about how maybe they felt sorry for him because he's a 15-year-old trying to feed his family, but there's other ways to do that. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, just, I mean, maybe in the Thanksgiving spirit, let him off and just say, you know, you're on serious warning. But, um, I mean, he's 15, so. What do you think? I don't know. It's, It's hard when you're like, an employee. Yeah. Because you have to, you know, you can't just let people go away with that. I just mean shit. when the police already got him and um, and he admitted to what he did and his... Well, I mean, that's hard for police, too, because yeah, you're like, exactly. do, do you want to reward him for trying to commit a crime? Yeah. No, it's like at the same time where, like, he needs, like, you know, he wants his family to have a Thanksgiving dinner, and so it's hard. Um I know, I know with what we're doing at our school district, um, there's a thing, I forget what it's called, something angels. And so, mm-hmm. um, what we do, we have like a big, um, Christmas tree mm-hmm. and, um, we have like kids in our school district that wouldn't get Christmas presents normally. And mm-hmm. so 
we pick one out and it says their likes or interests or whatever. And we get a gift for them for Thanksgiving and oh, nice. do that. So, by the way, we're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> by the way. Cool. So, yeah. Maybe there's something, some program like that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you, if your family can't afford Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, I'm sh- there's like, there's programs like that like everywhere. So. Yeah. I remember my undergrad we used to go to um, downtown Philly and um, give Thanksgiving dinner to like the homeless and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So nice. it was cool. It was fun. They're really um, thankful for what we did. So it's cool. If you, if you can volunteer, go volunteer. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, it might be kind of late. When this comes out, but still, it's always it's Christmas good. coming is coming yeah, there up. You go. Donate to um the um the Blue Santa or something. Blue Santa, um the uh, army, the one um oh, the, Salvation Army. Yeah, yeah, they're good too. Yeah, just do something nice. Just do something nice, everyone. Yeah. All right, next story. Doesn't have to do with being nice, but we'll get into it. Twenty fifteen. New Orleans police have arrested a 19-year-old man in connection with a car theft and kidnapping that occurred at a gas station on Thanksgiving Day. Dewan Gradley was booked with simple kidnapping and auto theft. What? what mm-hmm. Wait, what does simple kidnapping mean? <laughs> it means like, uh, I don't know. Like, you, you didn't plan Wait, what's too What's a much. complex kidnapping? Yeah, that's whenever you have a whole diagram. Like, like you have it planned out, and a simple kidnapping is... It's, like it's like a Macy's Day heist. Mm-hmm. And a, a simple kidnapping is like, oh, let's just steal this hey. kid real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. And auto theft. So, by the way, it just said in connection with the car theft and kid like and kidnapping, I don't... Like, whenever you think of a guy just, like, taking a car, like, you don't usually expect a kid to be in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's kind of the issue that, that happened with this kid, so... Um, a 30-year-old woman left her one-year-old daughter inside her running SUV while she went inside the Chevron to pay for gas. See, here's the thing. Yeah. So, I... I, I had a feeling you would have thoughts on this. I understand because when I lived back in Philly, well, not Philly, but an hour north of Philly, we would, people would leave their cars on because it's cold outside, and if you keep your car on, it's going to keep everything warm inside, and... I lived in a pretty safe town, so, like, no one didn't worry about people, like, sealing their cars. Yeah. But if in New Orleans, like, it doesn't <laughs> get that cold down there. Like, why would you keep your car running? Yeah, no, she has no excuse, as far as I'm concerned. Um, You don't want to do that when, like, in a busy area like that, like a gas station. You never know what could happen. Yeah. I would never, I would just... Like, even just running inside, you don't know. Maybe she saw there was no line, but still, that's not. See what happens. Yeah. Don't, keep your, don't keep your babies in your car. Yeah, ever. That's really dumb. <laughs> so, when the woman walked out of the store, she saw a man jump into her Nissan, which is what you have, but she has a Murano. I don't know what that is. It's, it's a bigger version of my car. Oh, okay. The SUV was found. I'm a rogue, by the so, way. So, get this. 15 my minutes... license plate is. <laughs> BSR. Okay. Uh, so the SUV was found abandoned about 15 minutes later with the child still inside unharmed. So that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he probably freaked out like, <laughs> oh shit, there's a baby in <laughs> yeah, here. Exactly. Um, and, or maybe it started crying and he couldn't deal with it. So he just left it. Um, 
The woman told police she saw the man who stole her SUV inside the Chevron with, with a woman when she went in to pay for her gas. Surveillance video showed the man and a woman walk into and out of the store. They are seen on the video walking toward Franklin Avenue with, when Gradley jumps into the woman's SUV and flees. Mm. And this is some good detective work here. So the detective... He developed um, his, uh, him as a suspect from a Crime Stoppers tip and from evidence left inside the store. Um, he actually was already in jail on unrelated probation violation when he was rebooked on charges related to the theft and kidnapping. Good. So, uh, if, yeah. if you're on probation, yeah, do another crime. Yeah. You can get away with it. It's fine. Yeah, so uh, court records show um, Gradley pleaded guilty to attempted simple robbery and was placed on probation for three years. He was arrested um, December 17th, 2014 on a probation violation. That's the day show. after my birthday. Oh, uh, yeah. So, wait, what? You say oh, 17th. Oh, yeah, you're right. I thought for some reason you were the 14th, but... Wow. <laughs> Andrew added that out too. Uh, police still Get try... you a boyfriend that rem remembers your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> police still are... Oh, so this is at the time, but they were still trying to identify the woman. Um, but I'm pretty sure by then, by now, she was caught. So, yeah, that was a that was the story of a Thanksgiving guy that took a child in an accident and then just ran off. And then how we realized you don't remember my birthday. <laughs> Not that I don't remember. I just forgot for a half second. Anyways, we'll end on this one, and it's not a happy story. But oh, great! It's kind of what our uh, podcast is all about. This is in Gulf Breeze. And, of course, it's in Florida, so, mm -hmm. you know, it's not going to be awesome. Two young women were, uh, two young men were arrested and charged with killing a family's pet turkey, which the men said they planned to eat for Thanksgiving dinner. That's, you're just going to through much work. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, just go to any store and it's just, already plugged, yeah. head cut off. Ready, yeah, put for some you. Toilet paper around and some sodas, and yeah, walk out with it. Exactly, <laughs> it's a lot easier. So the Capone family, another Italian sounding the name, the Capones, Capones, had raised. It sounds like it sounds like calzones. <laughs> I guess only a few people will get that. They had raised Tom, their pet Eastern wild turkey, for more than a year in a pen outside their home on Ocean Breeze Lane. Early Monday morning, Brian Capone came outside to feed his animals and noticed Tom was missing. He discovered a small trail of blood and followed it to a larger pool of blood surrounded by feathers. When Capone, See, why would you follow a trail of blood? That's he, my question. Well, he was looking for Tom. But still, like, isn't that sketchy? Like, maybe I should call the police because yeah. I see this trail of blood and I don't know where it leads. Maybe, I mean, I'm sure turkey blood is a lot smaller, so it doesn't seem like a human... And during the day, Monday morning, I feel like if I woke up in the morning and saw a trail of blood in the backyard, I would follow it to make sure everyone's okay that I know in the No, house. I would automatically call it. <laughs> and then just stay inside? Yeah, I'd be like, please help me. <laughs> I don't know Fair what's enough. happening. Fair enough. They're both good answers, I think. So when uh, Capone reviewed his security camera footage, he saw two men enter his yard about 10 p.m. on Sunday. When they left, one of them appeared to be carrying Tom under his arm. Pony family said they had seen a suspicious pickup truck parked near their home earlier in that week, um, belonging to 18-year-old Jacob Provo. Investigators later spotted the truck running a stop sign and pulled it over. 
and Provo was driving. So it was kind of like good luck that they happened to see him. And because when they stopped him, mm-hmm. they found Tom dead in the back of the pickup truck. And he had been shot with a bow and arrow. So they pulled a Cadness on him. Just like messed up, right? Mm-mm. Yes. Those bastards. I know. Like, seriously, there's, this is like the dumbest way to get a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> See, oh, my neighbor has one. Let's go shoot it with an arrow. Or and, like take the time to like pluck it and murder it. And yeah. Not in that order. Yeah. So, um, Provo and his accomplice Anderson were charged with armed burglary, armed trespassing, theft of livestock, and animal cruelty, which all very warranted. Mm-hmm. Um. So at the time he was being held on $57,000 bond. Um, but this was, you know, this was back in 2012. So I'm sure they got what's coming to them. Like, I, those are the kind of guys that don't stay out of trouble. Like, clearly he ran a stop sign right after <laughs> the day after taking the turkey. So and killing it. So, yeah, hopefully they got what's coming to them. Yeah. But yeah. Everybody out there. Just uh, buy your turkeys, or if you're raising them and what you want, so, you want to kill the dumb one or the. <laughs> Make sure if you kill a turkey, it's your turkey. Not, there you go. Not anyone else's turkey. Uh, yeah, beautiful. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> and on that note, um, yeah, by the time uh, this is coming out, we're probably going to be enjoying some of our own turkeys. So, mm-hmm. and it's... just uh, you know. Thanksgiving is made out, especially like in elementary school, to be this time when like European settlers and Native Americans came together and, <laughs> and ate food, yeah, and had fun time. But that's not how it really really is. And just remember, you know, we fucked up Native Americans so much <laughs> in this country. Let's be grateful for them and. Be glad that we have so many Native American women now in our government oh, yeah. and are being represented and stuff like that. And times are changing. And, you know, um, you know, that I guess those people are finally having some power mm-hmm. because they didn't have so much power before. Yeah. And 90 percent of the population was killed when we first came here and then like in like 10 years and it's worst genocides ever but anyways <laughs> oh my god got really deep now mindy is standing up <laughs> yeah we fucked up our native americans it's true native americans yeah well that was very well said all of that yeah and i concur and uh yeah everybody enjoy your thanksgiving thanks for listening on a holiday yeah i'm sure we're gonna have like five listeners on this but i don't care that was fun yeah go watch football yeah and, and don't forget about the sacrifice their yeah. americans did hell yeah and Takachuea, how badass she was yes cheers and on that note let's raise our glasses and go grab a refill all right bye, bye everyone Make sure if you kill a turkey, it's your turkey, not anyone else's turkey. Uh.